this is the mo this is the anticipated episode three of my brand new podcast. But before we get into any topics that we're talking in, talking about tonight, I have most exciting news due to uh, further consideration in voting and polls. The brand is renaming itself, and I'm more than happy and more ecstatic to announce that me and my boy Marv, which is live with me right now, are teaming up together full-time, even though he's a full-time dad. Shout out to my boy. And we will be renaming the podcast, The Mike and Merv podcast full time. Mars, say what's up to the people, baby. Hey man, um, I'm happy about the decision. That just means that people finally respect my opinion about things. Um, you know, we left hey, it up to everybody the people. expects it, respects it but me, but continue. Understandable. But people if people really respected my opinion, then they didn't know that I wanted to name the podcast uh Drew Brees is Jesus, but they wouldn't give me that. So all right, I'll take the Mike and Merv show. No, I would uh, I would have filed a formal complaint. I'm sorry. Understandable, understandable. But uh, I, I'm happy this has been made. I'm more than happy to be a part of it, finally get our opinions out in the open. Uh, there's a lot of these arguments that have been going on between me and you for a long time, uh, and now we got a forum to let it be known. Yeah, I'm, I'm more than excited. You know, I don't really think anybody is on the intellectual level as on sports as you are, the same as me. So, I mean, like I said, we're going to give the people what they want. And some people may not like to hear it, but like I said, we're full-time partners now. We're going to get fucking knee-deep in this shit. And shout-out to the five voters on my post on my IG and Facebook account, likewise on yours. T-shirts will be, you know, shipped out soon once the logo is created. That's in the lab right now, just in case anybody want to know. So... Let's get into it, man. What's what, what's our first topic today, man? Talk to me. Talk to me. Uh, first topic, man. Uh, we got to get into this this past game four, man. Uh, you you called it. You was right. You know, Warriors took it. You know, LeBron. I'm just saying. I'm just you, saying. LeBron. I, I, you don't you don't say I'm right a lot, so I'm just saying. It'll never happen again. This will be the only episode. Hopefully, they mark it down. They save it. They they save it to their phone. Say listen to it offline because I'll never say it again. Ho- hey, hopefully they could bookmark this episode. Hopefully they can. Uh, LeBron did everything, even with one eye. He tried his damnedest, you know. But sometimes, you know, when it, when when people is on, they on, man. What can what can I say? So, so let me ask you this: LeBron gets swept, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's giving him a hard time, and then all of a sudden, oh, breaking news: LeBron was playing with a broken hand. Like, like, come on, bro. You really like? You you punched up a board in game one because of J.R. Smith's drunk ass. That's cool. But you're going to try to make an excuse that you're playing with a broken hand. That's why you got swept. Like, the reason the Cavs are the way they are, let's be honest. You and I know and America knows that LeBron's the GM of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's just get that. I wouldn't say right I now. wouldn't say GM. I wouldn't say GM. I'll say player coach. I'll say he's probably involved in some of the decision making. But I mean, the man—the man had a broken hand. It's a physical game. You saw them out there fouling. I don't know how that nobody, nobody tossed Green's old fugly behind his old friggin' 
rotten mouth behind out the game for all the flagrant fouls he was doing. But, I mean, what can you do? Listen, Draymond Green is the modern-day Charles Barkley. Let's talk about it. Are we, are we disagreeing or are we agreeing? Uh, Charles Barkley didn't need futuristic uh, plastic braces, but continue what you're saying. Oh, my God. Listen, shout-out to Draymond Green, though. You know, even though he played in the Big Ten, Michigan State, even though I hate him. But let's – LeBron shaped the Cavaliers roster to his liking. He tried to get the great value version of the Miami Heat. Let's be real. He had no. – come on, come on. No, the argument – George argument, Hill, there's, George there's, Hill, fucking Ronnie Hood, uh, Larry Nance Jr., who's just a straight-up dunker, and Jordan Clarkson. I don't even know how to say the guy's damn name. He's fucking partying with a Kardashian every other day of the week. Let's let's be real, bro. Look, don't be mad. Don't be mad. Don't be mad at him. man's out here just getting his Kardashian buns. All right, don't, don't be mad at him because you, you have to be mad. Oh, you be mad. You be mad at Reggie Bush, who I feel is one of the greatest college players of all time. You gotta be mad at a whole lot of other guys that they getting Kardashian buns. I'll say this: he didn't do anything different than what Kobe did with the Lakers, what Jordan did with the Bulls. I know Tim Duncan was annoyed me when they were picking up guys off of third tier D League teams. So don't don't put it like LeBron doing something so tremendous by having some kind of input on the roster around him. That's what stars do. Okay, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let's let's kind of fade away from that and let's go into the GOAT conversation. Because obviously that's been around for a little while. Am I right? Le- uh, LeBron and Jordan. Look, man, look, man, I- I'll get this. Do you want to go first or should I go first? I think the people want you to go first because they, they kind of like the, the Merv part of the Mike and Merv podcast. All right. Very simple. Very simple. All right. Okay. LeBron is an amazing player. He is in conversations being one of the greatest. I will say this. If there's, if there's a determination that you have to, in theory, be better than Jordan to be – the greatest player. Can we agree that you, at some point, you have to be better than Jordan to be considered the GOAT? Is that right or wrong? Right. Right? I feel you cannot judge Jordan and LeBron the same way. They're two completely different players. And I don't mean that as in personality-wise. I mean the fact that Le- LeBron legitimately two times Jordan's size. Imagine what Jordan could do if he was LeBron's size, just running through this soft league they got today. It'd be Exactly. Terrible. Imagine Jordan. They made a Jordan rule when my bad boy Pistons were kicking his ass, and he had to go into the weight room and get bigger. You're 100 percent right, and so I, and so the argument is that I, I it's not that I don't feel that, that LeBron is as great. I just think it's legitimately apples and oranges. They're both fruit, but there's two completely different kinds of fruit. You can't just one by the other. Now, now the, the thing is, I believe that Jordan could do what LeBron does if he was in LeBron's body, but LeBron would not be able to do what Jordan did if the roles were reversed. The only player exactly. So can LeBron play in the eighties and nineties with his with his style of play? With his size, he could. He's a big enough dude. No, he no, would have no, to... no, not with his size. With his style and trying to, he's he. To me, LeBron is like a bigger version of James Harden. If you fucking touch his jersey, he's flopping. Let's be real. Yeah, but he wouldn't get those kind of calls in the eighties and the nineties, and so he'd have I to change think, his style. Up. I don't think LeBron would be as dominant as he is now in the 80s and 90s, if you ask me. Put right. LeBron in a seven-game series against the peak bad boy Pistons, my bad boy Pistons, with Lambeer and Isaiah Thomas and the boys and Dennis Robin in his – before he was Dennis Robin. Let's let's go. Let's, like, come on, let's be real. He wouldn't survive. He 
he'd probably foul out every game. Let's be nah, nah, see, now you're not giving him no credit at all. Now, get, now tell me this right now. Okay, let's say the year is 1996. Does okay. LeBron or does LeBron not, with his play, with his ability, with the athletic ability and scoring ability, is he an NBA All-Star? He is an NBA All-Star, but is he considered the greatest player of all time in the 80s? Let, let's give it let's give it from 88 to like 2000. Is LeBron considered the greatest player in the NBA in that time? Uh, it's tough because then oh. he's playing against some of the cuz cuz I personally consider if there's ever a person to argue against being the GOAT, it has to be Kobe only because Kobe did what what Jordan did. For the most part, so it's 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 a loaded question, bro. I mean, I, you know, I that I, I see your view on that, but let's let's shade into Kobe for a couple seconds. Kobe mimicked every Jordan move, so if anything, that was the Jordan of our era. Let's be real. Yeah, but but even 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 Phil Jackson has said that they're two completely different players. The difference being that after a game. All right, Jordan's with the fellas. They got cigars. They're out playing poker. They're out hitting the clubs. Jordan is a guy. Now, Kobe, Kobe's the guy who goes, all right, we done here? And he goes by himself into the film room, and he is just studying solo, super anti-social. You can't have the name Black Mamba and be social. That's, that's, I mean – and 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 I was like, I also know there is a difference. There is there is a a post Colorado Kobe and a pre Colorado oh, Kobe. Too I, soon, too I, soon. I under I understand I understand the fact that number eight Kobe was one of the most athletic guys to come into the league. He could he could fly around the arena. The man was dating Brandy. He was doing everything he needed to do. The man was an athlete. Come on, man. And I also, don't don't. No, 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 no. And I also understand that number twenty four. A little bit older, a little bit wider, not as fast, couldn't jump as high, oh, but a defensive mastermind and a unblockable turnaround so jump. Let's talk about those two back-to-back titles. Without against and, Boston. Look, 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 I'll say this. He he did everything he could do. He had the team he needed to have. I'm still mad they lost to Detroit. I'm still mad about no, that don't series. Be mad. I lost. Shout, hey, shout out to Chauncey Billups, Mr. Big Shot. We had, we had, we had the team to beat them. They tried to come with us with a washed up Carl Malone and Gary Payton, and the shit didn't work out. The Kobe and Shaq era at that time was already done. Let's, the writing was on the wall. Shaq was done. It, it. it it had to happen, bro. We were gonna beat them no matter what. We could have, we could have gave them two games to nothing, and we would have came back and beat them. Shaq, Shaq wasn't done because he ended up playing for like eighteen more teams. But it's okay. We're gonna put a pin in this because right now, this Jordan versus Kobe discussion is gonna be his own podcast episode down the line by itself. Clearly, okay. So let's talk about the murder charges that Kevin Durant has to face against the Cavaliers. I think he should team up with the OJ lawyers if some of them are still alive. Because that man single-handedly beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. Single-handedly? No. Single-handedly talking. It's easy to say that when you have to guard other quote-unquote, and I wish you could see me doing these large air quotes on a podcast, quote-unquote other other all-stars on the team. When you got to be on the perimeter, it's easy for a big lanky dude to come running up the middle every time you want. Because they got to play perimeter defense 90% of the time. Okay, so let me ask you this. If 
LeBron's the greatest player in our era. Why is he not guarding Kevin Durant? Let's 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 be real. Because who's gonna who's gonna fist fight with Draymond Green? Okay, so that goes back to what I said. Le, LeBron shaped the roster. Okay, if LeBron would have never opened his fucking mouth and kept Kyrie and Jay Crowder, and they could have facilitated maybe Rodney Hood. I think we're crowning LeBron a champion because Jay Crowder and Kyrie actually, well, Kyrie's kind of iffy on defense. We've kind of seen that in the finals and his playoff runs in the past Cavs runs. But Jay Crowder was, uh, everybody, everybody in the league wants Jay Crowder. Let's, let's, let's be real. So the fact that Cleveland was willing to trade him for, I don't know, was the exact trade, that was proposed, but I know that they traded him to get George Hill, Ronnie Hood, Clarkson, and Larry Lance Jr. That's a downgrade to me, if you ask me. Look, look, man, look, man, look, man. My, my mother used to have a saying. The saying used to go, uh, if, ifs, 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 if, if my aunt had a dick, she'd be my uncle. We could talk about ifs from now till the cows come okay. home. All right. The, the, the issue is this. The issue is simply this, all right? Uh, LeBron built a team to beat the East, and the Warriors built a team to beat LeBron. That's the general difference of the two. But don't worry. So I, I, I might be the only You just said LeBron built the team. LeBron is the GM of the Cleveland Cavaliers. We agree. No, I, I agree with that three minutes into this thing, that, that obviously he has, he's a superstar. He has the shape of it. You think – you think they didn't ask Russell Westbrook about Paul George coming to the Thunder or, or Kamel coming to the Thunder? He obviously has some input. I'm not saying he had the final vote, but I'm pretty sure he has but some input. I think, I don't think get me started. LeBron has more facilitating in the shaping of the roster. Let's be real. And it's crazy because that same guy was burning his fat head a That's couple what, years what ago. What is there, crazy. what, 30 teams in the NBA? Yep. Okay. There's 29 GMs. Regular GMs, and there's one GM in Cleveland, and that's a player. That's I'm just gonna don't say that's that's I, not true. Come on, bro. Tyrone Lue does that's, not coach that team. He that's not true. That's not true. Let's be honest. I mean, look, it's, it's a different situation. I'm still not a fan of these players coming right out of right off of retirement into coaching, but then again, I'm also done seeing old white dudes on the side of it anyway. Except for Pop. Pop Pop can stay no, wherever he wants. Pop, pop, pop is the GOAT. Let's, let's go ahead and agree on that, right? Pop, pop, pop is the GOAT. If, 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 if you built a Mount, a Mount Rushmore of NBA coaches, Pop and Phil Jackson are definitely on there. You can you can argue with the other two, but those two we are We can kind of throw Steve Kerr on there because Steve Kerr took the same Warriors team that Mark Jackson had and won a title. So, obviously – it came down to coaching. Not, shout out to Mark Jackson, though. He was great. He was a great Nick. He was a great Nick. But I don't know if he was if he was ready to push the Warriors over the top. That pretty much propelled their dynasty when Steve Kerr came. No, the 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 argument is this. The argument is that I don't even believe I hate. I don't, I don't say hate. Hate strong word. I don't dislike the Warriors as much as I dislike the Warriors fan base only because number one. Well, number one, 90% of the people who are cheering them during this finals don't know what city Golden State exactly. is. Exactly. That's true. That's true. And number, two, number two, 
years ago when I was the only guy picking the Warriors on NBA 2K or NBA Live, when it, when I was just going ham with friggin' with friggin' Monte Ellis on there, and I was like, why are you picking that team? What's going on with that? I'm like, watch, bro. They're going to come up. They're going to be serious. And then they did, and all of a sudden, everybody's a Steph Curry fan. And I don't, I don't like, I don't like light skin point guards anyway. So don't ask me. I remember a lot of people don't remember Stephen Curry who had pretty much no ankles his first couple of years in the NBA. Missed almost, Sorry. missed almost eighty games in one season. Let's talk about that. That definitely happened. But but I think I think we've we've talked basketball to death at this point. I think we might need to move on to the NFL before I get. Okay, tired. let's talk about the elephant in the room. You know, and I know. And NFL NFL fans know that man Odell Beckham needs to get paid. That's it. It's, it's it's that's it. Like what what are the Giants waiting for? They drafted Saquon Barkley. They invested in certain positions. They they've re retuned their coordinators. Like you got to keep your best player. Jerry Rice said that he's a once and generational player. Blah, blah, blah. Here's how oh, it goes, man. all right? Come on, the man. Giants, you sound Giants. like an Odell hater right now. No, I'm not Odell hater. I'm just saying this. I'm just thinking I put my GM hat on, and I go, look, if I'm the Giants, here's what I'm doing, all right? Wide receivers, argue all you want, are a dime a dozen. You wait till the end end of the offseason when all of the contracts are in. You pay you pay Odell Beckham the minimum you can pay a superstar. Yeah. And you save all that you save all that cap room in case Eli Manning falls right on his face this season because you need something to back that up. And if that's nothing else besides potentially looking at a veteran quarterback in the offseason because it's a win-now team and they ain't got time to develop anybody. That's why they didn't take anybody in the draft. That's why you're not paying Odell Beckham to the last possible moment. I'm just saying, look, look at the man's stats. He's up there with Randy Moss in his first five years in the NFL. The man has damn near – over 50 touchdowns. Let's, he's electric. He puts people in the seat. Want to watch the Giants. The Giants were terrible last year. Like, downright terrible. Like, they were on par with Cleveland Browns. Let's, that's it. Odell Beckham I'm was a, putting people in the Giants' seats. When you, watch, when you watch the NFL, if we're relating to fans that are trying to get into the NFL, the people you want to watch... Odell Beckham is in that discussion. That man deserves to be paid. He's a game changer. Look at the Giants' offense without him, and look at the Giants' offense with him. Let's. let's. I agree with you. I, 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 my argument is this, though. My argument is this. All right, what is Odell Beckham without someone to throw him the ball? It sounds like he would just be an overpaid head and shoulders model who has the best seat in the house on Sundays because all you're doing is watching the game because nobody's throwing him the ball. You focus on the quarterback. That's your 15-year position. Wide receivers are a dime a dozen. That's why they have not paid that okay. man. They need to They're steal. They're a dime a dozen, and this motherfucker is a dime. Let's, let's, for real. Like, he's a game changer. There's, there's four guys in the NFL that's a game changer, and he's one of them. Let's talk about at the wide at the wide receiver position. I'm not going to talk about overall position. Okay. I want you to name me in your thought right now the top five wide receivers in the league. Top five wide receivers. I'm not going to give you no yes. no order because I don't want no fans giving me no death threats. 
no order, just five wide receivers, the top five receivers in Europe. I'm going to say Julio Jones because he's a, he's a Decepticon. Debatable, but okay. That's not debatable. He, had, he dropped 300 yards against my Carolina Panthers. Well, but that's another podcast. That's many years down the road. Number, number two. We're going to go what? Antonio Shimmy Shimmy Brown. Let's go, let, can, we, can we go with that? All right, all right, fair enough. All right. Okay, then we're gonna go with the man that can go can do it with any quarterback, DeAndre Hopkins. And I dare you try to argue me with that. Uh, keep going. Okay, then this this might be a surprise pick, and you might you might have a heart attack when I say this. You might have a heart attack, but I will say Michael Thomas. From the New Orleans Saints <gasps> is a bad, bad man. Listen, I need y'all to do me a favor. Listeners, I need y'all to call the ambulance. I just passed away. Hold on. Michael Thomas, Hold on. like like Mark Jackson said, Mama, there goes that man. That is a grown man playing the wide receiver position. And then my top five rounded off with Odell. Like I said, those are not in order. Those are my preference. Like I said, I'm Recently, like today, today was my last game in semi-pro. Shout out to my, all my teammates for the past six, six years. I'm a wide receiver. I think that's those are the the elite guys right now. Like Larry's taking a step back because he wasn't even supposed to play this year. We talk about that man. That man is that man is mere. That man is half a season away from being third all yes, time. But I'm talking about if you. If you're building a franchise, you're taking one of those five wide receivers I just said, right or wrong? I would take – I mean, we're going to argue because I'm going to say this, but I would take Larry Fitzgerald in his prime over anybody else no, you no, name. No, 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 In this prime, I'm taking Larry over all those guys. But I'm talking about right now, if you Today. fucking wake up tomorrow and you're like, yo, I just won a fucking $500 billion and I want to buy an NFL team. And I want a star receiver on my side. You're taking one of those five guys. It's it's fucking it's the writing on the wall. That's it. You can't you can't argue. Uh, man, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna see that. I'm gonna raise you my five. Let's go because my people, five. The and people obviously want to hear it. They just can't hear my five. No, and you stay quiet. No specific order. I'm going Amari Cooper. He drops too many balls. I, but when he gets it, that's. The man, the man, the man, the man's a marvel. I mean, he needs some coaching, but the man's a marvel. The man's a okay. beast. All right. Um, I'm going AJ Green. I don't know. I think I'm going. He has him on lock right now, but that's none of my business. I'm going T.Y. Hilton. Oh no, you did it. Yes, I did. I'm going T.Y. Hilton. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give you Odell Beckham. You have to. You don't have to give it to me. You got to give the people what they want. And let's see. Hmm. You already Who said T.Y. Hilton, so you might as well just say another outrageous mother. You might you might as well say Stephon Diggs or Adam Thielen. I say Stephon Diggs. I would gladly say Stephon Top Diggs. Top five right now in the NFL. Yes, That's I would crazy say. How you didn't even mention DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not going to mention DeAndre Hopkins because DeAndre Hopkins does not impress me. Oh, my God. So, he got quarterbacks like TJ Yates, Matt Schaub, is still dropping 1,600 yards receiving? 
That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. You have not mentioned anything that, that berates me off of my picks. But but I'll say that to say this then, moving along then forward. Let's do our way too far in advanced Super Bowl predictions for the Super Bowl of 2019. I'm gonna- AFC, NFC, who are you going with? Okay, I'm going to pick two sides. I'm going to go the fan side. I'm going to say Carolina Panthers go 18-0. and 0. And they win the Super Bowl. And they play a surprise team out of the AFC, which is Jacksonville Jaguars, which I think they should have been in the Super Bowl last year. But they stopped running the ball. Well, they stopped playing using the run-pass option in the second half. Let's be real. They beat themselves. There might have been some skeptical calls against the Patriots, but they beat themselves. Now, the... The realist side of me, I think if Philly stays healthy with Carson Wentz and Michael Bennett, they just added Michael Bennett to their already amazing pass rush, I don't see no reason why they they shouldn't be representing the NFC. And in the AFC, like I said, until Tom Brady's defeated, I I have a repeat of this year's Super Bowl with Eagles Patriots. Hmm. I mean, I guess that makes sense. I guess that makes sense. Ready to uh, have their balls against New England. New England's going to be in the Super Bowl. That's it. You know what? I I say I say this is the year where we finally get a new AFC team in the Super Bowl. Who who is it? Is it now, a dark horse or is it a team that's on the rise? It's it's somebody who should have been in there last year, and I think. I think this is the year to do it. I think there's less in front of them to stop them this year. I don't believe Jacksonville will be the team they were last year, so I'm taking them out of the race completely. Okay. I'm going fan. I'm going fan side fantasy booking. I would love to see New Orleans Saints and and my other pick would probably be the Pittsburgh Steelers if they pay if they pay Bell. That's who I think needs to get paid today. No, but, he had to get paid. He had to get paid yesterday. If no, you're right. You, you, you ain't you ain't about that. Today, he had to get paid yesterday. Let's put it like that. My man is an institution out there in Pittsburgh. Know the weather sucks and still wants to stay there. Exactly. When but, he can just easily go to South Beach and take 80, almost $85 million to set an unprecedented contract for NFL running backs. But the Steelers, you know, they're notorious for kind of lowballing guys. Let's, like, again. They're, they're, they're a stingy bunch, but they make you want to play there. They know you're coming You're coming in with greatness. So you go, oh, I guess I'll play because it's perennial playoff contenders. So I guess I'll stay. So, uh, but, but I would say if, in, in, in my mind, I would love to see New Orleans Saints, Pittsburgh Steelers in the I'm Super sure Bowl. I'm sure that game but, would be like 100 to 101 final. I believe it. 100, I believe it 100%. Yeah. But being realistic, if I had to put money on the line, I'm betting my That's house on this here. one. Tell me. If you had to put right. your house on the line for the Super Bowl next year, tell me. I have, I have, I have a revamped, a revamped Kansas City Chiefs no. team. When an unexpected defeating, defeating, defeating an aging Tom Brady and the oh Pittsburgh. I mean, was in the, you went with an unexperienced quarterback against Brady. Yes. 
Yes. That's, that's Look, man, worse. I've that's seen worse than picking Bortles against Brady. I've seen I've seen this man work out. Yo, the dude's okay, the truth. Patrick, look, Patrick dude's Mahomes is maybe a better version of Jamarcus Russell. Can we agree? That's a hard uh, no. Don't, okay, don't get that man he that. No, talent. he has arm talent. That's all you need. I'll name you hundreds of throwers okay, that made so to the Super Bowl. Have we seen him? Have we seen him against number one NFL defenses? No. You, but the the I'll think the New England Patriots are number one. Number one NFL defense. The Patriots' shaky number one defense is better than what Patrick Mahomes is going to see in the preseason this year. Let's let let like he hasn't seen a sophisticated NFL defense yet. To me, the Chiefs are going to take a step back. But you're my co-host, so I respect your. But I don't. I don't see the Chiefs. Look, man, look, man, look, man. My argument is this. They're going to make the playoffs because everything else they have, their defense is top-notch. You know, uh, they had a, a contender for, you know, an MVP candidate uh, at running okay, back. but they lost – remember, they, they lost Derrick Johnson, their leader in the middle. So what? What? They got enough – they got enough on – they got enough on the sides and their line's strong enough that they can take on anybody. I believe they can do it. Now, and I, I said, say this, they're only got a, the only competition is a Denver team who has no idea what their identity is. They, but we I, can, like I said, we can both agree that they're all in on Case Keenum, though. Yeah, for some reason. And then you got you got a you got a a, a Raiders team who who should have done it two years ago, but don't know what's going on with them. True. And you can't blame on, on on Carr this time because he stayed healthy a majority of last season. I respect it. All right, and then and then the Chargers, come on, come on. But you man. know the Chargers are going to start on. zero five and finish eight and seven. You know that. Yeah, but two out of those two, two out of those is going to be wins that the Chiefs are going to rack up. Now that's my AFC side, NFC side, solidly, and what makes the most sense. It's gonna be high. I'm going. I'm going with the Seahawks. I'm going. I'm going with the Seahawks, man. Bro, Russell I'm Wilson going, has to pull a LeBron for them to even get there. No, man. I think. I think Rashad Penny, their first round draft pick, running back, is gonna is gonna is gonna fill up what they didn't have last year. So, and, so you're telling and me that they're done on Thomas Rawls. They're done. Even though I, I think that I think that by the end of the season, he's no longer the starter. Well, correction, Thomas Rawls, I'm just reading it now. That's my mistake. Yeah, he's not, he's not even on yeah, that team anymore. He just anymore. went to the Jets. So they have – okay, so I, I guess I guess they can see why they drafted Rashad Penny. Is that the, is that the new Marshawn? No, he's a different style of runner. He's, he's way more of a uh, – he's, 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 he's a he's, – uh, he's coming to St. Cloth as a – as a as a as a as a Ajayi, he's, a, he's he's that kind of runner. He's got a little bit of power, but he's definitely he's definitely quick on his feet. Okay. And then and and I know they're not the Legion of Boom anymore. They're an offensive no, team. They're, That's what they have to be. The Legion of Boom. So let's put it like that. Yeah. <laughs> they 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 need a lot a lot from their offense to do what they got to do. I think Russell Wilson can take that upon himself to do it. 
I got them coming out of the NFC if I had to put my Let's money on it. Like this. Uh, I'll tell you this from now. Mark this, mark this date down. If Russell Wilson gets the Seahawks to the Super Bowl, steak dinner, filet mignon on me. And let the mm. fans let the fans uh, remember this. That so they don't have to win because I still got the Chiefs technically winning that game. If if Russell Wilson can pull a LeBron James and just get him to the Super Bowl, filet mignon on me, and I and, and I'll you get know, you a bottle of fancy wine. You know I got fancy I know, taste, man. I know you, I, I, I know you I, with the Migos, I, I like, and I know you bougie. <laughs> bad and bougie. You don't get you twisted. You wasn't now. left off bad and bougie, though. I know that. No, I feel you, man. I feel you, man. But uh, now that we got that out of the way, I, I, I don't like to get political, but I got to say something about this. Uh, Colin Kaepernick and his legal team subpoenaing Donald Trump and some of his representatives uh, because there's a lot of who's going on. It's a lot of billionaires chatted up, trying to keep this exactly. man down. I mean, look. Jerry Jones pretty much spilled the beans. He said the motherfucking Trump just tried to persuade NFL owners, including himself, to not sign Colin Kaepernick. Because let's make, let's put it like this. Jerry Jones likes to make a splash, right? So could you not see Jerry Jones signing Colin Kaepernick to somewhat double mentor Dak Prescott, even though Dak Prescott got mentored by Romo, and but Colin Kaepernick can show him like, look, we're minority quarterbacks. Let's, you know, we're, I'm not going to play the race card. They're minority quarterbacks, so mm-hmm. they're more scrutinized than the than the re- the white quarterbacks. It's just like that. It's just like my boy Cam. Minority quarterbacks in the NFL are, are scrutinized. So I felt like if Jerry Jones would have signed Colin Kaepernick a year ago, that Prescott's elevation of his game would be way more than it is now. Like, he's having to do more without a mentor. Because you don't, you don't really know about a quarterback until year three or four. Because look, look at Luck and look at um, Robert Griffin. Robert Griffin won rookie of the year. Now he's fighting for his life on the Baltimore Ravens. Andrew Luck didn't take a snap all season, so you never know. You're never gonna know what you're gonna get out of a rookie quarterback. It's either hit or miss. It's not a dime or dozen, as you stated earlier, with with the wide receiver position in Odell. So you're admitting you're admitting though that I was right and that the quarterback is your main position. That's your 15 year position. If you can solidify that, you can damn near make the playoffs every year. You have that solidified. If your quarterback doesn't pull, I don't know, a Vince Young or has this phantom injury that we don't know whenever Andrew Luck's coming back. Uh, I think – So my, side my note, sidebar, give me a sidebar. I think Andrew Luck doesn't trust his offensive line. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's a little late in the game to say something about it now, being that the draft is over and free agency is pretty much dried up at this point. What else is he going to do? He's going to just sit out the season? Know. Let's see. But – I think Trump is playing a way bigger role than is portrayed in the media. I think he's personally facilitated the black ball of Colin Kaepernick. But I will say this, like on our second episode, when we said we were talking about it, 
if Colin Kaepernick was a 5,000-yard passer with 40 touchdowns, five picks, he'd be in the NFL right now. But since – Don't – I'm not, I'm not buying that again. You're not going to feed me that nonsense again because I'll say this right now. Baltimore originally was looking at bringing him on and to have him be the heir apparent to Joe Flacco and help build a quarterback uh, like, like Lamar Jackson would have been a godsend. A godsend. Yeah, but his girlfriend put the Twitter out, put the Twitter post out about Ray Lewis, so that fucked him. But you got to think about it. Baltimore is notorious – for baggage players. Let's be real. Jimmy Smith, the corner they drafted, they have they had Ray Lewis. Yeah, Jamal Lewis. Yeah, come on. Like the list, the list goes on. They didn't, they're not the Bengals. Thank for thank God that the Bengals get player arrested every month. But, but the but the, the thing I say this is that Trump is doing nothing but hurting NFL franchises. That's all he's doing. May it be splitting rosters against owners with with the entire with the entire kneeling concept, whether it's blackballing certain players who could change the perspective of a team. Imagine a Baltimore Ravens team that has a solid, not over the hill, not almost elite, but not quite elite quarterback in Joe Flacco. They got Colin Kaepernick for at least two seasons and use that first round draft pick instead of drafting a future quarterback project. They go up there a wide receiver that's actually going to make an impact as of now. I don't even know who's catching the ball in Baltimore right now. I, I, I don't I think they're going four tight ends. They maybe have Rashad Perriman, but how they gonna, how they gonna go four tight ends when, when David Peter gets cut and, and exactly. at this that's, point that's he just the level of disrespect I'm showing to Baltimore, even though my good friend Lewis slash family member in New York, shout out to Lewis, is a heavy Baltimore Ravens fan, but they have Rashad Rashad Perriman at best. Dennis Penn is out of there. They let go of Jeremy Macklin. Like, like you can't expect to have an appealing offense when you get rid of appealing players in your offense. Let's be real. Nobody's selling. Nobody's moving jerseys in Baltimore, no. bro. Nobody's moving jerseys in Baltimore. I, I sometimes, I sometimes forget Baltimore has a team. It's like they're so boring. Like I rather watch the Browns. Than the Ravens. Let's be real. All right, over under buy or sell. Do the Browns make the playoffs? I'm going to say under, but they do win six games. They're six and ten with Carlos Hyde, a hard nosed running back out of Ohio State, which I hate. Shout out to Penn State. I would say mm. with the addition of Jarvis Landry is going to free up. Corey Coleman, because you still got to double-team Josh Gordon. Tyrod Taylor is in a perfect position to overtake that job for four or five years before Baker Mayfield even scratches the surface. He is not ready. They overreach. I do like their Denzel Ward pick, because with the Browns, you can only go up outside of the quarterback position. You've seen the jersey on ESPN and all the other sports sites where they scratch each quarterback's name off. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor is like, the man my... to write the shit. I'm not – I am not sold on Baker Mayfield. I am not. He is a 2.0 Johnny Mansell, and nobody can tell me different. Look, man, I, I, I'm not arguing about the man's skill, but I know how the league works. And when the league drafts a white quarterback number one – 
that white quarterback is going to start before the end of that season. I don't care if Tyrod Taylor throws no picks to week eight and has, you know, 14 passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns, and he kicks the field goals. All right. I get to you right now. Baker Mayfield starts before the end of that season. And I don't mean garbage time. I mean, he is the starter. Not Daddy Tyrod Taylor, but just bring up how racist the league really is. Yeah, I mean, Tyrod Taylor can have him six games in, six wins. Let's say, let's say Cleveland, out of 12, the first 12 games, they win four or five. Tyrod can have one bad game, and they're going to bench him. You've seen how they benched him this year in Buffalo when they were still in the playoff hunt, and they benched him. I don't even – I think what, Nathan, Nathan Pierman, he threw yep. five or six picks? Like, come on. You need to put respect on the man's name. The man has proven he's won a Super Bowl in Baltimore. People seem to forget that. He was around veteran leadership in Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? He he is the man that Cleveland needs. He's He wasn't a reach. They got him for fairly cheap. And with Tyrod on that team, they're at least – five to six wins with the weapons around them. I'm not too I'm not too sold on their defense, but they are five or six wins with Tyrod at the starting hill. Easy money. I agree with you, man, but I'm telling you right now, I put dollars of donuts. If just just with this just if I read anything on ESPN it just reads, oh man, you know, Tyrod Taylor stubs his toe before today's game. Baker Mayfield has the job and never gives it up. Yeah, I mean, look, Baker, any look, it could be any pick at number one. Any pick is going to attract a certain type of aura or attention. But let's be real: is Baker is Baker Mayfield ready to take over the AFC North? All right, is he ready to take over the AFC North? All right, they put your they put your GM hat on then. All right, let's rewind back to April. You're the Cleveland Browns. You're on the clock. Who's your first pick of the draft? Saquon Barkley. But you already gave the business to about about Carlos Hyde. Okay. A lot of let's go to your New Orleans Saints. A double back system. How did that work? How did that work out for y'all? Well, that's different. Sean Payton is 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 a, is a offensive so master. You put. A hard-nosed runner like Carlos Hyde, and you put a guy that could play in space like Saquon Barkley, and you go to town. And let's and not even let's. I'll put my other GM hat on. Let's put say let's put fucking a different quarterback in Cleveland. Let's put Sam Darnold. Let's put Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, a more polished passer. All those guys are more polished. Let's be real. Fucking Baker Mayfield is a project. They must have known something. Somebody knew, knew something. Somebody must. They get paid to know something that we don't know. Somebody must have seen that man walk on water and turn it into wine. I'll tell you. But like I said, I feel like we've we've covered a lot, and we've giving the people a little bit more taste of how this dynamic duo is going to work. You know, like I said, we have, we did the poll, the people, the people spoke, 
and they want what they want. We're officially, like I said in the beginning, we're going with Mike and Merv from here on out. Logos is in the work. We're going with T-shirts. We're 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 gonna super brand this thing to the to the death. And I feel like today's episode was in depth. We the action was there. The intensity was there. We covered good topics. And like I said, follow me on Instagram, Season Bones, S-N-Z, B-O-N Bones. Follow Marv. He's going he's gonna to let you know his information. And we appreciate all y'all for listening. And just expect more and more and more out of us. We're going we're gonna to take this as far as we can. And I have the right person to do it with. And like I said, God bless everybody. Marv, take us out. Hey, man. Uh, catch me on the Twitter machine at, at Merv underscore E. Uh, also on Instagram at Smart Mouth Films. Um, I'm happy to be here, man. Uh, we got a lot of opinions that we got to get out. Uh, we want to bring it to the people. Want a, a regular man's opinion on today's sports and news. Uh, just let us know if anything we could do better. We're always ready to take uh, any any anything anybody got to say because we're making this show for you guys. Yeah. So also, just let us also if anybody's anybody's listening, just let us know the topics you want us to talk about, and we're more than happy because we want to give the people what they want. We want to give people that don't really want to voice their opinion, but have an opinion. This is what this podcast is all about. We want to voice the opinion of people outside of ESPN. Because like I said, ESPN is all scripted and it's just not scripted. This is us talking to each other and feeding off each other. We're not reading no script. This is from the heart, from the mind. Simple as that. So, yo, just keep us in your heart and minds. Everybody, y'all have a safe evening, morning, or afternoon, whatever time you listen to this at. And uh, we'll catch you on the other side. All right, man.